There's a common growth roadblock for many business leaders, and they're spending too much time in the weeds. Let this be the year you shift gears and unleash your inner CEO. Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. I'm Melanie Benson. I'm the host of Amplify Your Success Podcast. And I'm Samantha Riley, host of the Influence by Design podcast. This is our weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. What got you here won't get you there. It's time to uncover the micro shifts required to take your income, influence and impact to the next level. I'm Melanie Benson. And I'm Samantha Riley, and this is our weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. Now let's get started. So today we're talking about obviously shifting gears. So What's the problem we see? We see the the problem of people, entrepreneurs and coaches getting stuck. They can't grow. A lot of times we see them being hit by their financial ceiling. And it's all because they're a bottleneck. They're doing too much and they're getting stuck in the weeds. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I think, Melanie, that the when we're talking about this topic, the very first area that we need to hit before we even get into the strategy is the mindset. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, of course, I always have a story for everything, right? That's <laughs> <But laughs> what we about, love about you. <laughs> yeah, some the stories. Uh, I was thinking about my trajectory in business and there was a moment, it was about 2005, and I was about to break a million in revenue in my online business. And I was losing it because mm. everything was on my shoulders. Mm. And at the time, my business partner looked at me and she said, you are a complete bottleneck because everything has to be touched by you. Mm. And I realized that I had my identity very wrapped up in being the everything, the coach, the, the, you know, like the, the approver, the, the marketer, like I was doing it all or touching it on every decision had to go through me. Every uh, process had to get signed off by me. And I realized like there was a mindset moment for me, a huge, everything for me starts with mindset is I had to make a new decision. And I had to decide that it was time to learn to be the chief entrepreneurial officer uh, that felt more aligned than CEO. Uh-huh. And instead of being attached to this role of the doer, I had to learn to be proficient and excited and inspired by a new role, which was the uh, being the vision catalyst, being the collaboration broker, being the figurehead versus the doer of everything. And I realized like if I was going to be a, an Oprah or I was going to be, you know, the female Steve Jobs or whatever kind of organization, they're not doing it all and neither could I. So it kind of set me free from that kind of addiction to being in the weeds and feeling like that was where I was supposed to be. 
I think as entrepreneurs, we really find our identity in that. It can be a little dangerous. I, I also believe that when people say, you, you, you know, you can't, your business can't be your identity. I've never spoken to an entrepreneur that doesn't. So I think that that's a bit of a, a funny topic, but I have definitely been in exactly the same position as you, Melanie, and the, it is the fastest way to burn out. It is also a really great way and can be a really great way to protect ourselves. So I have certainly found along my journey at different times, especially when I do or I was getting burnt out, that I can tend to, I'm going to say it like faff around a bit. So spend time on doing things that aren't moving the needle on my business. Um, And that's where I came to this position where I had this epiphany one day and I was, and I thought, if I thought of myself in the third person, so if I thought of myself as being the CEO and I was paying that person a high salary to be the CEO of my business, at the end of the week, would I be happy that I'd paid them a high salary because they achieved their KPIs and done everything that they did to grow the business and move it forward? Or would I be sitting the CEO down and giving that person a a wrap across the knuckles for what exactly have you done today? Have you done what you needed to do? Is this business moving forward? So um, I, I have found this and I do this process on myself all the time. You are the CEO. Am I happy with my own, um, with my own performance? And I think that that's a really great way to think. Am I happy with the targets that I'm achieving? So I think mm-hmm. that leads into our next point, which is that as the CEO of our business, we need to be strategic. We're the drivers of our business. We've got the vision. We know where we're going. So we're the ones that really need to get very clear on that and either come up with a strategy ourselves or be able to explain that to our team or whoever's around us to start putting that strategy together. Yeah, I think this idea of being strategic is is such an edgy word for a lot of expert-based business owners, right? Because they're getting into business because they're good at something and they want to make money at it, right? Mm-hmm. And I have that uh, e-myth uh, example running through my head, the woman who loves making pies and then realizes mm-hmm. there's so much more to a successful business as a pie maker than just making the pies. And This is, I think, one of those moments that is a defining moment where you recognize when I take on strategic, it means I actually am really committed to a successful business. So to me, one of the things that's a key, I mean, we could talk about being strategic for a whole hour and probably Uh not cover everything, but just to hit a high note here, there is a moment where you have to stop winging it. Mm-hmm. and start creating a plan and following it. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean you don't have a plan that's adaptable and malleable and that may not shift as, as you get feedback from the market and see what works and what doesn't work. Sam, I once had a client who said, I don't like to set goals and make plans because if I don't like the plan, I don't want to feel bad about changing. And I'm like, dude, the plan is malleable. It is not written in stone. <laughs> You're the business owner. You can change it. Yeah. But the idea is, is it's like a focuser. I know what we could be doing. I know how to execute my team well. I know how to focus our time and invest it in a plan to get towards the goal rather than going, oh, what are we doing to make money this month, right? Which is what so many entrepreneurs are doing. Yeah, or get to the end of the year and think, wow, 
that year went a little bit fast and I'm not anywhere near where I thought I would be. So yeah. let's talk about how we plan in our business because I think this is this is a very, very important piece of being able to grow and especially scale your business. So how yeah. like give us the big picture version of how you do this, Melanie. Yeah. So what we typically do is I meet with my coach or my mastermind or both, and I come up with my, what I call my bold goals. So these are stretch goals. These are things that move the needle in a big way for the business. And so it could be something like, okay, we're going to do a book launch, or we're going to uh, introduce a new product line, or maybe this is the year where I want to triple the number of collaborative partners that I, you know, so, so something that feels really big and outside of what I, I know how to do. Mm -hmm. And then we reverse engineer. So what are the things we need to be doing to A, make sure I stay focused on that, B, that will support the business in the cash flow and, and the other elements that move us towards it. So big goals, then we move into quarterly goals. What has to happen in that quarter to stay on track with cash flow, as you call them, KPIs, you know, the, the things that we're trying to achieve. And, um, and in, in each quarter, we're then looking at, all right, so what are we doing each month? So I have a whole process. It's called the Profit Explosion Toolkit. We personally use it. My clients use it. And it helps us look big picture. Where do I want to be at the end of the next year? What do I need to do each month or sorry, each quarter and each month? And then we review it each quarter. Each mm -hmm. quarter I meet with my team and we look at the goals coming up and okay, are we on track? Are we not on track? So that it's not just like we get to the end of the year and go, wait a minute, what happened? <laughs> oh, we didn't surprise. get that book out. <laughs> or that whole thing went, went out sideways. It didn't work. And, and we can um, respond to market fluctuations and, you know, like pandemics and things that, you know, <laughs> you can't plan on and how they're impacting the, the plan. So that's the high level of what we do. There's obviously a lot more involved in the systems and tech and stuff we use. Oh my to, goodness. It's to, so to do that, but topic. So yeah. how do you guys do it? Yeah. So we do a very similar process. Leon and I, so Leon's my husband, partner in life and partner in business. We sit down we usually start this process around October and the first thing we do is reflect. And the biggest thing that we reflect on is where did we make the most money this year and what did we do that gave us the biggest um, the biggest shift? So we, we're not just sitting down and saying, you know, we're going we're gonna to sink 500 hours, staff hours into Instagram this year. We look and go, did we get did we get a, um, any return through this? Where are our leads coming through? And we st and then what we do is through October and November we start to plan out where are we heading. And we but we're using the data that we've already picked. Um, then we go into sharing that with our team. So we do it just us. Um, then we reflection, plan, share it with the team. Now we map out our, we have previously mapped out our year in quarterly blocks. So we, we have a theme that goes over the year. Um, and I know that we're going to be talking about that in one of our other episodes, which I'm really excited about. Um, we, we used to plan out themes for our, our quarters as well. Um, I've just recently read a book called Shape Up by Ryan Singer, and he is um, the founder of Basecamp, which is a, um, a project management software. And 
he talks about doing um, eight-week sprints where he sprints for eight, uh, six weeks and then takes a two-week break. And in that two-week break, it's just like fixing up a couple of the little odds and ends and sort of having a rest before you go into the next sprint. So we're going to be trialing that next year. I think it, feel, we, it feels really good to me because the other thing is as the CEO, you can't burn out. You need to make sure that not only are you achieving things, but you're filling your bucket you need to be you know healthy and well and and all of those things um yeah so and then we break it down then into we do monthly meetings where we prep for the next month so at the end of the month our team comes on board and i say this is what we're doing for the next month and we break that down into weekly meetings and then we also break that down into department meetings so we're really like really what's happening is we're starting at the top and then breaking it down and the, the KPIs or the key performance indicators that we want to really pay attention to are things like leads, how many leads are coming in, sales, um, how what work is being delivered by the team, what are the turnaround times, what is the the monthly revenue, uh, what are the, what are the profit margins, and we really drill down on all of these numbers because that's what the CEO does. They need to make sure that the business or the company is making money. Um, I'm very, there's two sides to me. I'm this very woo-woo kind of, you know, in the flow, big vision thinker on one side. And then on the other side, I'm very much, if we don't have a system, we're not going to know what we're doing. And something that I share with my clients every single month on our call is that, you know, as entrepreneurs, we've got this dream and a strong desire for success and freedom, but without structure, you won't achieve either of those. You must have structure. So I'm all about how are we structuring all of this so in the safety of what you're doing, you're able to achieve and move forward. Mm. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I almost feel like we're gonna have to do a whole episode on on systems that allow growth because uh, it's very hard to scale your business without some systems in place. Mm-hmm. I also wanna just reinforce, you said, know your numbers. Mm-hmm. Huge part of CEO thinking is, uh, and and every client I work with, I'm always like, what are your numbers on this assist? And so I'm giving them tools to track their numbers because the numbers are what give you the information. Absolutely. But I want to cover one more thing before we have to wrap up. And that's leverage. Mm. Um, leverage, I think, is something that um, many people shy away from. It might make them a little nervous. There's lots of ways to leverage. There's automation, there's systems. But my favorite is delegating. This is like definitely your area of mastery. Uh, but if you are doing things that someone else could do better, faster or cheaper, you are in the weeds of your business. Mm-hmm. And if you're in the weeds, you're not able to be tapped into that strategic thinking, that big picture thinking. You're going to be like in the this little minute place trying to solve problems and put out fires. And you cannot do that and stretch and think big at the same time. Your subconscious mind goes into conflict. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't want more of this. So why would I want to grow? And so yeah. leverage becomes a, a infrastructure, if you will, to free you up from things that other people can do. So you can do the things that only you can do. So I mean, we could have a whole episode just on leverage, but leverage basically means you get other people to do the things that you don't have to do. Mm. My mother, my ex-mother-in-law used to have a saying, and at the time I first heard, I had no idea what she was talking about. I was actually still in high school when I, when I first met her, but she used to say, give me a fulcrum long enough to be able to lift the world. 
So it's basically saying with 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 the more leverage you have, the more you can lift. And it's definitely something that I have learned to understood. And um, you, I did want to touch very quickly on something you said because you said finding people that can do it cheaper and, and there was a couple of other things that you said. But a lot of, as entrepreneurs, we can get very caught up in the people that can do a cheaper piece. And I just really wanted to go back and say something that I learned very early on in my business journey was the cheapest person is not always the best person. That mm -hmm. what I was, uh, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was hire the best because that's the way that your company will move forward. So some of the people that I hired were actually above my budget it was a leap of faith to do it. But when I did that, my business grew because I had the best team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's unpack the word cheaper for a minute, because the, the way the saying is it's better, faster, or cheaper than you can. Mm -hmm. And so what that presupposes is, you know, what the value is to you working on growing the business. Mm. And my guess is based on what you just said, Sam, and then what my experience is, is that anytime you're doing something that you could delegate, you are in the wrong place in your business, right? Yeah. And so the co opportunity cost is significant. Mm -hmm. So I love that you called out this cheaper word because you're right. People get very caught up in, well, if I can't pay someone $9 an hour to do it, it's not worth it. This is not what we're talking about. We're talking about getting uh, things off your plate that are not your superpowers, mm -hmm. that are not what's propelling the business forward. And those are the things that you need to be doing and, and, you know, we can, well, let's have a whole episode on this because this feels like a big thing to unpack, but it's definitely part of being a CEO is knowing you're not going to do it all. You got to get people, great people in the right roles so that it can help you grow your business. 100%. And I think we definitely should earmark this as an episode because I think it's such a valuable topic because it will help people to grow and scale um, mm -hmm. without team. My gut is saying you can't scale. Maybe you can, not quite sure. I, I personally wouldn't be able to scale without a team. I think you scale in a different way. Mm -hmm. And it's a slower growth, very slow growth. And it's not the same as the kind of businesses that we're growing. And I don't really know that you ever achieve the next level, but you might, you might get to some time freedom through automation and one-to-many programs. Mm -hmm. But at some point, you're still going to have to get some support. So. Yeah. Let's definitely have that as a whole unpacking. Absolutely. So I know you've probably got a great resource here, Sam. What's, a, what's something that people could tap into you for to help uh, really become the CEO in their business? Totally. So I've got a resource called the Thought Leaders Business Growth Planner, which is a workbook that helps you discover the nine key growth areas so that you can create more influence, more income and more impact in your business. And to get a copy of that, just go to samanthariley.global forward slash plan. And I know that you would also have something, Melanie, because you've got a resource for everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we talked about planning and, it, and it's something that isn't uh, easy for everybody to do. I like to offer my clients the Profit Explosion Toolkit. It is the system I start every VIP client, every mastermind client, everybody in Amplifier Authority Inner Circle starts here because it centers and focuses you on the goal. And uh, it includes a training with how to go through and uh, pick the right goals to stretch you and grow you. 
And then basically, what do you need to do each month and each quarter to move that goal out of your head and into reality? Uh, This is an investment program. It's ProfitExplosionToolkit.com. And if you're catching this uh, as this episode airs, it's going to be on special through the holidays in early 2022. So uh, it's $57 when it's on special at Profit Explosion Toolkit. Awesome. Definitely get on top of that. So if you are loving these tips and what we've been talking about today, make sure you stay connected. Follow both myself, Samantha Riley and Melanie Benson on this platform that you're watching this show on. We plan to do these or we do do these next level influence shows weekly and we don't want you to miss out. And also we'd love you to tag a friend who you think might benefit from today's topic. Um, and share, what did you learn today? What was your biggest aha or your biggest takeaway moment? We would love to know. Melanie, yeah, what, are you, what are you going to put into action? Oh, action, action, action. That's what we're all about, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> how are you going to, how are you going to like start moving into that CEO thinking and that CEO role in your business, in your life? So Sam loved the conversation again today. Thanks so much for joining us, Melanie. And thank you for watching and we'll catch you next week. Ciao. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level Influence. Before you go, would you subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player? We'd love to know what your greatest takeaway was from today's episode. Take a screenshot of the show and share with us on social. And be sure to tag us too so we can connect. Tune in next week for another Next Level Influence episode.